The House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. Welcome back into the show, and today we have a special guest. We have a couple, actually. Uh, returning, of course, is uh, Rick Karatash, and he's uh, helping me because he's uh, written a song, and we've got this uh, great singer, Adrian Christian. How are you doing, both you guys? Hey, Alan. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me on. It's really, really great of you, and, uh, of course, thanks to, to Rick, who, who, um, who introduced us. Yes, thanks for having me on again. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm, we're going to uh, <laughs> talk about eight, the wonderful singer yeah. and uh, have a good time. <laughs> well, you know, actually, first, so uh, how, do, how does someone like, like you guys, how do you guys collaborate? How does this start? Um, and, and how do you know that you can give a song to someone like Adrian and go that he'll like it and, and it work, works out? Like, where does that all begin? You want to go first, uh, Rick? All right. Yeah. Um, well, I, I had done a video to the original version of the song, and Adrian was actually an actor in the video. Um, and he liked the song so much that he, when he was recording his Christmas CD down in Nashville, he asked, well, he, he said, I would love to record this song. I'm like, I would love to have you record this song because he's a great singer. I have his uh, EP, a song for you. Um, and I've heard him sing live in church, and it sings even better live than I'm or as good, if not better, live. So I was, like, very excited for him to say I would like to record it. So it really came out of, you know, me doing kind of a version of the song in a video and then him liking it enough to record it. And um, and then I guess, Adrian, you can tell a little bit about how you did that in Nashville and, and all that. But, yeah, I remember the day you said when we were on the set of the video, shooting the video, um, that uh, I, I think I may record this song. And I was like... That was like to me. That I was wasn't like going to tell that story. I was going to. I was going to say that we were right atop of the Smoky Rob, uh, the Smoky Mountains out in, out in Tennessee, and we we looked at we looked at each other. I said, "Sudrick," and you said, "Yeah, Adrian." And I said, "You know that Midnight Will Be Clear would be an awesome song to record, don't you think?" And you said, "You said my partner. I think I think you're. I reckon you're right." And that's exactly how I think it happened. But yeah. no, Except what happened from New York was, and we don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is that his version, um, you know, uh, Rick, uh, Sudi has a, uh, a catalog of songs as a songwriter. And, um, and there's, there are gems in there that I'm like, I haven't even begun to scratch. Um, and we became friends over the period of a year, year and a half. And when we met, we were both about to release, I uh, was releasing the CD. He was releasing his first, uh, his book, Rainbow Relatives. And so we, we, uh, a friendship, uh, struck, uh, an, a genuine friendship. And then, um, and you know, the, we were very much in common, you know, East Coasters, New York, uh, uh, both came here for the same reasons to Los Angeles. And then, um, and then this song, he had a couple of songs that he was doing these short films for, but he wanted to make a video for Midnight Will Be Clear as a short uh for film festivals and he it got admitted and um um and recognized by by uh some film festivals so then so i i so i shot you know background for it but upon working on it i said to him i, I 
God, I would love to record this. And he said, I'd be honored. And, and, and I, sure enough, true to, true to form, I kept my promise because, uh, I was recording two albums, one being a Christmas album. And, um, there would be two originals, this one and another. And, um, so I was in Nashville at the beginning of the year already recording it. And, um, and then of course, um, when I got back home, the lockdown happened and, and so the album is still in process for 2021, but Midnight Will Be Clear was ready, was like ready in the can, ready to go. It was, it kind of like manifested itself so easily because it was really, uh, it wrote itself and it recorded itself. And the difference I think people ask is that his version is a songwriter's version, like a demo, and it has... um leanings towards in my mind in my mind towards phil specter christmas album like it had some of the feeling of the ronettes and the and and crystals and the girl groups and that kind of thing and mine with my voice it just it just lent itself to country it just kind of went there what do you what do you look for in a song uh you know is it is it something that it says is it is it like a, a feeling uh, a melody like what is it that that will catch you and you go, this is it. There's, <clears throat> there has to be, I mean, I don't look for like the most commercial things, but there has to be an intangible thing of like, oh, there's something, there's something magical in here. There's something in there. And it, and it has to feel authentic, like real, um, not just manufactured and formulaic. So um, although there are times when, you know, one can do, um, certain things that are formulaic to R and B or pop or whatever, that's okay. But, but the, but the song, the foundation has got to be real to begin with. So this was, this rung really, really real to me. And it spoke to me in such a deep way because I'd never, you know, I'd never heard, um, Alan, uh, a song, a Christmas song that spoke about being sober, that spoke about, um, you know, uh, to the recovery community, someone who, you know, who dried up and stopped drinking. And then suddenly, you know, so this man, you know, became sober and he's about to have the best Christmas of his life because now he can see clearly. So that to me was original. Like I had never heard a Christmas song like that. I don't think anyone here has. So, and yet I've never had a drink and, uh, and Rick is not a drinker, and and I'll so drink, I'll drink. On, uh, I'll drink on, to that, right? <laughs> um, no, I drink on occasion, any occasion. No, I'll, but it was not that kind of a. It wasn't like you don't have to have the experience of a song to sing it. Just like you don't have to have the experience of uh, a life uh, a tragedy to act it as an actor. You have to draw upon things to be able to do it. And this being a story song, you know, it just, again, it lent itself to being country. So it, so it had, it just, it just shot at me. Like it, it's, I, I heard it and I thought, Adrian, this is your song. This can't be anybody else's song. Rick uh, wrote it, but I, but he honored me with being the first recording artist to officially release it. And I felt a little bit like Tina Turner when she did Proud Mary. You know, she always believed it was hers. Huh. 
Mm. You know, she has, uh, she, she has natural legs. Sorry, but but. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nothing like that. Uh, you, you'll have to work on that. I will. But Bettina and I are both Sagittarius, so we got that going on. Oh, there you go. Yeah, better be good. Yes. <laughs> I just I just wondered so you know because as a writer I, I you, you kind of have to do that how do you how do you get inside um, to make it real because you were saying okay so you don't really drink it's not really been an issue Alan I love this question I love this question because I'll never forget um, the day we recorded it and we shot some pictures for you know while I was recording in Nashville it was a cold winter day and I was in the booth. And I just thought, you know, you have to, you have to, um, you have to live up to uh, the material. You have to, um, you have to serve the music. Like you have to actually. I, I took it very seriously because I knew that this was important, and I knew this was going to affect a lot of people. And you draw upon your own experiences, and I had had the experience of. You know, I've been to an Al-Anon meeting. I've um, I've dated uh, or had rela- relationship with people who um, drank a lot, um, and 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 I've I've been close enough to the experience to understand what some. And I walked away. Actually, you know, I haven't talked about this, but I walked away from a relationship because of it. Um, and so there was some of that, but I I. Even though I don't drink, I do understand addiction in the sense of I would be a horrible drinker. If I drank, I wouldn't be able to handle it. There are people who can, and and I know I can't because, you know, I'm crazy already. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't need icebreakers. So um, as you can tell, I can't stop talking. But <laughs> – but that was but but there are things that you draw upon in your life just as an actor for me i i had to put myself in it and i could feel the text the literal text the words rick's words and i didn't want to fudge it i didn't want to do too much to it because it was already there i i i thought of it as precious to be honest beautiful what, song what what started you on this journey into um doing music I think that the whole thing has been like everything that I do has been about healing and and music is a a real strong part of that so when I was six years old I told my mother I was on a mission and uh and I started singing when I was seven but my family didn't know for a year I was singing in, in school and then in church and um and so, you know, and then I professionally got my start at 13 as an actor and then sang in nightclubs at age 15. I was underage and nobody knew. Um, so I was doing this kind of stuff because uh, I knew early on that this is what what I needed to do. It, it, it spoke to me. And also, I also, as a, as, a, as a kid, I always felt some kind of closeness to God. I could hear. I could feel a presence that was bigger than me. And I felt like this was my calling, if you will. Well, that's interesting. So, so how did you know 
when it was time to pursue it. I mean, you know, you start as a young, young youngster, and you're working your way through it, and you're feeling it, but how did you, what was that point that you had the confidence to actually go with it? And, and you're, you're basically putting your life on, on this, like you're putting it on, on the line in a sense. You're, you're going, okay, this is what I'm going to do. But there has to be a turning point there where you're going, yeah, this is, this is what I am. Pretty amazing. Um, so many things running through my mind. Being a kid, trying so many times and failing and doing my first concert at 21, 700 people showing up, um, always trying and, and never getting it quite right and, and stumbling upon, you know, doing all the, the small rinky dink bars, um, and, and, you know, trying out your material, just like a comedian trying out their material in clubs in front of strangers and, and falling flat on your face. And, and, uh, but you know, there's something in you and you're the only one that knows it, but people don't really see it yet because until you really believe in yourself and until you really believe that, that this is exactly where you belong because I never believed it. I never believed I belonged. I was trying for all these years. I, I, I tried to audition to high school performing arts in New York and I was rejected because I had, we had moved over to New Jersey. And, um, so there were so many, um, you have to have failure. You have to endure failure and you have to extrapolate the lessons from all of those things. And then, um, so I had, a. Oof, I was in the hospital, um, nearly like dying and, uh, uh, anemia, um, malnutrition, you name it. I was just, I was just like gone. I was, and, and I had ran myself to the ground in 2012 because I, um, didn't love myself. And so I just, I just, as much as I, I think all of those years I was doing it because I wanted someone to acknowledge me and I wanted the external to love me. And at that point I was in the hospital. I was at Cedar Sinai for three weeks. And from that experience, I had this interaction, this experience, this, this, this enlightened experience with God. And, um, I realized that none of that mattered, that I could forgive everyone that harmed me. And, and I didn't die. And in that moment, I realized that, okay, if I'm alive, I've got to do everything that I really set out to do with no fear. And at that point, um, at that point, things started happening. And what's crazy is that I was going to give you the other version of the story, which is that I had a record deal on the table in New York in the, you know, uh, like some years ago and, you know, over a decade ago and they wanted me to be straight. And I being a gay male was unwilling to be in the closet. Um, and so, so I walked away from the deal, came to LA, uh, found some churches that were inclusive of the LGBT community. And then, um, in that 10 year period, the Supreme court ruled on gay marriage and that was another shift. That was a shift that also, um, because, because suddenly everybody wanted to work with me. Suddenly the doors were opening after that. And my producer, I met my producer and we, it just all started falling into place. So part of it was the best answer I can give you is 
that I had to love myself, but part of it also was that the world had to be ready for me. Well, and how does that happen? Like you, you're doing country music, and, right? And that is traditionally, um, you know, a conservative hetero. Sort of, yeah. Well, it, you know, it's it's. I want to say redneck, but I don't, because I, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be. What it, what I mean is, in general, it's it's not the. It doesn't go along with. Um, being gay or the gay lifestyle so true how, how you- um, and you know billy gilman who's gay um you know when he was a kid he had a hit record but now he's an adult and out of the closet out you know out gay and and he doesn't have a career um i know friends that were rejected by the recording industry for being gay uh, billy porter was one of them friend of mine um and and look at him he's the first out gay person to win the emmy for best actor um so Times they are a changing. What were yeah. you gonna say, Rick? Well, in Nashville, yeah, it is very hard to even still to be gay and out and open. Because Shelley right. Wright also was, you know, came out of the closet, and, and, and you know, there are still. It's a lot not of the history. same career, exactly. However, however, I don't think that my sexuality is the focus of my career, and so I don't think it matters in in my case because I'm not you know, waving a flag and pushing the issue. I'm just living my life. And people honestly care less and less these days. It's like Darius Rucker, who is black. And that, you know, there was a time when you never saw a black person doing country music. Except right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. But you see the exception, the Sammy Davis juniors of the world. And so, um, so what's breaking ground is that country music seems to be the true American music and that there is now infusion of different hip hop and R&B has made its way into country. And you are seeing artists, you know, when you see artists like Carrie Underwood with, with um, Keith Urban doing a song that sounds like an R&B kind of song, you know, there's something. When you see a uh, hip-hop artist, you know, who went viral on TikTok and he um, has got the number one record on country um, and he's black and young and, and, the, and the kids don't care. And this is what I'm saying is that there's a shift happening. It, you know, times there are changing. You know, they, it's happening. Yeah, but there's, you know, in the U.S. especially, um, yes. there's, there's the last four years has been a huge backlash. Yes. Right? There's yes. been a huge pushback. And if anything, right. uh, people are really uh, divided. They like to call each other names. And it's, it's, so there's, there's going to be a resistance to that, to, to, to you in a sense of your representing. And if you make, make it real big, or the bigger you make it, in your career, the more of a pushback there will be from the opposition. Does that you understand what I'm saying, right? I like, completely understand because there's a pendulum and it swings one way and then it swings the other way. In the last four years, especially, what I really found that got revealed more than anything was how racist we all already were, or at least prejudices and how the country has been more racist than they let on. In other words, they've always been, you know, I believe that that people have always felt this way, this divided way, and it's only being revealed because there was a there was a catalyst who in uh, 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 
a channel that was opened for them to really come out and be this way. It was happening. You know, black people have, and I have black in my family. I'm Puerto Rican. And, um, and so black people have always felt this way of like, Imagine you're growing up and you don't see any programming on TV really or movies where, you know, you watch things, shows like Friends and there's not a black or Spanish person in there and they're, they're in New York. You know, you wonder what and we wonder why they feel so disenfranchised and on the outside because there's no inclusivity. And then when you see a black show, it's a black show, you know, and the world is not like that. So so what I'm saying is that is that. This this is true. Hatred will always um, be be there, and um, and my job is not to decide how other people feel. My job is to not give a shit. I don't know if I can get that on air, but my <laughs> my job is to be myself as authentically, and people can take me or not. But it's not me that's up for judgment. It's my work. I hope that people will look at my work. And I think that my work really um, takes center stage. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, that's okay. I know people who say, you know, oh, I'm not crazy about Cher's politics, but I love Cher. That's that kind of thing. It's like, you don't have to, you know, I'm not asking people to like me. I'm just asking to to be able to have a place in this world like everybody else and have my work out there and Rick and I are doing works that you know speak to reflecting real life uh, you know all people. Well, I think that's true. I I, I look at it that way myself. Yeah. Um, because there is backlash to 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 yeah. my show. But you know, you just got to look forward and pay attention. Yeah, I'm to like, bring it doing. on. You know, it's okay. You could say whatever you want to say. I go on social media, and people, you know, over the last four years, have said all kinds of things. And people, you know, it doesn't matter. So, you know, you could say anything when you're hiding behind a computer with a fake name and no no picture. I mean, you could you could do that and and troll anybody. But but the truth is is that. I'm I'm standing with my face, my name, my reputation, and I speak truth to my truth. And um, and I'm and 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 I have uh, tried to um, you know encourage people to see other views, but I'm not there to change people's minds because people already decided where they were. They already decided who they were going to vote for in 2016 and 20, 2020. They, you, you know, you either are a person who cares about the human race and others, or you are a person who only cares about yourself. So with all of this going on around, uh, this is, this is an everyday life, everything, you know, you, the social media, you turn on the TV, you turn on the news, everywhere you go, there's, there's been a lot of tension to throw in COVID and everything else in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 my opinion is that you, you are singing from your heart. It's very important to you to get something across to people. So that's how I feel. But does does all of this outside stuff affect the way you? I don't know. Inflect what you let absorb into you as you do these songs. No, because. Um, because I'm an artist first and what I feel is, um, 
I'm reflecting off of what's out there in terms of reporting. I'm reporting life human experiences. Like midnight will be clear about this man who went through this thing. So I'm I'm telling the story as a narrator, and I'm being compassionate towards this person in the song, and I'm and this is a real life kind of situation. So I'm reflecting that, but I'm not allowing. Um, Trends, for instance, or um, oh my goodness, you know, uh, you know uh, what people want or the packaging. Look, I told you the record label wanted me to play straight. They wanted me to do a music video with girls and thongs and all that, and I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> what you, you and know? the thong or them? <laughs> them. <laughs> if it was me and the thong, I would have said okay. <laughs> but but no, I I just feel like um, I mean I don't have. I don't have anything against women. I love women. I think women are beautiful. I think women are beautiful naked. I have no issues with women like that. It's just that it wasn't real. It was, you know, the, how many artists have you seen over the years that were packaged, manufactured? What, you know, you get a Britney Spears who becomes really popular, and then 10 Britney clones come on afterwards. The music industry is like that. They try to, you know, they, they run something, a trend to the ground, because it's all money. But what happened was the internet came. And when the internet came, it, it knocked down the music industry big time. And, and then indie artists like myself could afford to do our thing and be ourselves. We didn't have to be polished and packaged by, you know, by the big record label. So that, that's, that was a good change. It's harder to get, you know, to get the big masses and numbers, but at least I can live with myself, you know? Yeah, it's real. What do you, what do you suggest to someone who is, let's say in your shoes, 10 years younger and yes. they, they are, they are, they're kind of not sure what to do. I mean, because the music business has changed. It's way different now than it was in the eighties and nineties and, and, and the days of, how people get their music so what do you suggest to someone that's young that's starting out and they, they they're serious about being into a career of music and singing and that where would you what would you tell them for advice get in uh, get into acting no i was going to say um <laughs> i would say really get um uh, get a lot of vast i was when i was 14 years old someone said this to me he was a mentor, and he said to me, um, learn the history, learn everything about it, learn everything, because things things uh, go in circles, and they happen over and over and over again. It, it doesn't matter uh, how many changes it happens, but the, but the basic thing remains the same, is that you still have to have the goods, you still have to hone your craft, you still have to work at it, you still have to have discipline. It's a lot of hard work, and the truth is to the kids, and I just said this the other day, you know, I know a lot of kids that want to just do it and boom, they make it. You know, I'm interested in a career, not just a hit, but it, it doesn't happen that way. It takes time. It takes time to really be good. See, my thing was I was doing all of that. I was in clubs. I was, I had a, a dance record that hit the top 40 in Chicago. Um, some years ago, that's what caught the attention of this big record label, Sony. It was Sony Records at the time. And, um, and all of that was great and it was experience, but you, in order to, all I really wanted, you know, 
at one point I stopped wanting to be famous and I started wanting to be good. So, you know, you could, you could do a quick thing. You could do a quick, you know, whatever you could do a Miley Cyrus with the foam finger, or you could do whatever, <laughs> you know, you could do a stunt, but that's just, it comes and it goes. Right. But what's lasting is does the song stand the test of time? And is there really something there that people want to come back to see you live and perform again and again? And ultimately, it's, it takes work and time and it takes being a little older to do that. So, you know, you know, I'm not too, sh because things like Nicki Minaj and all that, they, they, they come and they go. You know, and I'm not knocking her. You know, she's done tremendously well for herself. You know, these people break ground with, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, Cardi B's from the Bronx, just like I'm from the Bronx. And, you know, I'm always proud when someone else breaks out and breaks through because it means that we have diversity. It's all good. It's just that in order to really, you know, um, you know, are you a personality or are you a singer or are you an artist, a musician? You know, so for me, it's always been about the work. And that's what I think is important that kids know that they distinguish the difference. Well, what do you think about people like, okay, because uh, when you say that, um, how about someone like uh, like Madonna? Okay. Uh, who's who's um, s survived really since the 80s and still right. does well and you know as people would say reinvent one thing that i do notice is she goes and takes guitar lessons or singing lessons yeah she's, she's doing things which is a good thing but what do you so what do you think about musicians like that like where do, where do you stay another thing that kids should understand don't think that you've done it and it's all over like the, the fact that she went out and got guitar lessons and she's like, okay, what now? You know, her last album, which I have not heard, but I understand that she has nothing to prove to anyone because there is no industry the way they used to be. She could afford to record however she wanted to. And so, you know, to, she's kind of acting out of her heart right now um, is what I understand. What's interesting about Madonna to me is that she came onto the scene and she broke through something for women that women were not allowed to do before, which was to have the permission to be sexual, have their sexuality and in their music and in performance without asking for permission um, to, to, to assume the, the dominant role that men have had. So she was working in a man's world and she was able to break through in that way and own her sexuality through her music and performance, costume, all that. So that was, that was wonderful because no one had broken that until her. And so, and, and also, but also kids have to know she's a songwriter. She wrote songs. She had something to say. She wanted equality, you know, um, and you go through, you go through your trials and she went through all that. What I could say about some of those people from that era is sometimes you're famous and you get stuck on the thing you became famous for and then you never move forward. At least she moved forward, you know, and, and then she, you know, um, I love Bitch, I'm a uh, bitch on Madonna. I love that song. Um, and she had all these artists on and she knows how to collaborate with Missy Elliott. And, and she knows how to 
continue on and she has a massive base so it's all good whatever she does at this point even though you know um i haven't been excited about anything new of hers but i love what she did so who are your influences then who who do you draw from or who inspires you there are so many people that i look to for different reasons in terms of recording when we did um my ep and we recorded all consuming fire in the studio the craftsmanship the 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 creating the music i paid a lot of attention to karen and richard carpenter um i paid attention to people like that who really had lush arrangements and how they you know neil diamond also had orchestrations symphonic kind of arrangements for you know pop rock songs and some of them being you know like holly holy some of them being you know a bit gospel you know touch of that too so donna summer you know um was to me an amazing artist um share is um someone who took a long time to find her musical voice but she's always been like the greatest cabaret star of all time you know and meaning that on stage concert live she she's a master she's a master class in in that um i'm i'm a pop singer first and foremost but all of the you know country music we have dolly parton we have crystal gale we have um uh, so many um, and relevant country artists that you hear about now. Reba McIntyre, I loved. Um, I I can listen to um, I can listen to um, you know Blake Shelton or uh, like I said Keith Urban earlier. Um, I can listen to a lot of these guys, um, but there's some others like Juice Newton, people we haven't heard of. Like there's some obscure things that I love, you know. So I I draw upon everything. Um, there's just so many. I, I have, uh, a great, I have a complete Beatles collection, um, of vinyl, uh, mono box I have. I have Fleetwood Mac. I can go on and on. My record collection is, is incredibly diverse. I, I listen to records. I listen to vinyl. Yeah, I hear Rick's got mono too, so. <laughs> Actually, you know, I did have mono when I was like 30. Everybody gets mono when they're like a teenager in high school. I got it when I was like freaking 30. After Rick, I got Rick my- everyone doesn't get mono. Uh, I hate to tell you. <laughs> oh, that's amusing. Yeah, everybody gets it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> posting that online. I was wow. listening to the show that with Rick uh, the other day, and I was thinking to myself, like he was giving all the stories about, you know, um, uh, about uh, being a caterer and... <laughs> I wanted to talk to you guys. I wanted to, I wanted to jump in on that show so badly, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's a character. So um, he truly is. Some people say I'm a card. Some people say I'm a deck. <laughs> oh, boo! Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, so where do you where, playing live now that COVID's out and all this has been happening this last year? I'd imagine a lot of your live shows are just not happening so do you really like playing live is live more important to you than even recording or where do you feel it isn't more important it's a part of the process because when you asked earlier about like does 
outside influence what you do when you're creating. My live performances give me a gauge as to if I'm connecting, you know, if I'm really making a connection. So in that way, I care about live and also, you know, we have such a great time and it's an experience, a shared experience, like a spiritual experience when singing live. Um, but uh, I was fortunate that at the top of 2020, I was recording. I'm doing so much recording that, and I've been working, you know, we mixed and mastered Midnight Will Be Clear virtually. We did it over, you know, over FaceTime. So it was not, um, but I had the vocals already done and, 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 and I'm in one room by myself, you know, and then there's, you know, and then, and then there's Kevin, Kevin Leach, a shout out to my producer who is amazing, um, and gifted, uh, a young guy, young cat who, by the way, he didn't care about this gay thing. He was just like, what, what? He just made no sense. Kids don't get this thing that we're talking about, but we are, we grew up in a time when, you know, you could be, you could lose your job for being gay. You know, it was not long ago. Mm. And, and people didn't want to appear in the pride march because, um, because they would be found out, you know, things like that. People, like I said, Billy Porter, he lost, he lost a record deal, uh, he, with A&M Records. I'm, I'm, I'm naming names right now, but it happened. And so people, are different now, but they don't realize what people sacrificed for us to have some of these freedoms. It's trickling slow, but it's, it is happening. It's not the same as it was. You know, I wouldn't be able to be here talking to you. I couldn't get a phone call returned. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> No, that's well. How do you? How do you? Do you find it hard to to meet people now um, that you're recording and you're sort of this is a career for you and you're sort of a uh, in the in the spotlight. People see you, they they know you, and how do you um, how do you know who you can trust people and and when you interact with people? Wow, you know, Rick Allen asks questions nobody asks. Um, I know. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, I, um, if we're talking about being single, I, I have a hubby. I'm married. Um, and, and he is the sweetest, amazing, most amazing man. Um, when we, when we met, I was, I was out, uh, coming out of my truth from that experience that I had had. So when my life had changed and everything shifted, everything changed after that, by the way, that hospital experience, everything changed. And that's when everything started. And I had given up wanting to meet anyone. I thought, okay, I can be single. My mom's coming around. My mom's around. And I could be, I have friends, dinner parties, you know, I could, um, um, you know, uh, dinner parties, whoever says that anymore. Um, but I, you know, and I would be happy, you know, movie nights and stuff like that. Um, as far as people, yes, um, people have come and gone. People come around and you could tell after a while you're, if you're around long enough, you realize when people are really there because of you or not. I, I can, I've gotten better at it. So, um, but yeah, I have met quite a few characters over my time who, um, were around because they thought something was happening, but then my career took so long to happen.
that they just dropped by the wayside. Now, now it's like I'm getting hot, and now people are suddenly calling me. Ah, no, bye. Yeah, yeah, the old. Don't you remember me? I'm like who, who, you know. Santa Claus, I'm not here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I really, really give chances to people. Like, I really feel like you know, I understand, but it, it, it. It speaks more about them, and I and I always kind of say to myself, okay, I can trust a person until you realize they can't be trusted. And some people have their limitation, and it, that's okay. That's all they know. This is a huge subject. It's like, you know, why do people hurt you? Well, you allow yourself to be hurt, and you allow yourself to be hurt because, you know, you're letting someone else have the power to hurt you. So for me, it's really that if they, um, you know, I, I've come to realize that, and this goes into family and therapy and goodness, Alan, I'm going to have to lay down some so that I can talk <laughs> about my, but, um, but, but this is really like, I've come to understanding with my family, for instance, perfect example, is that they only knew what they knew and their limitation was on how they understood things. They couldn't understand my experience and I've been able to love my family as they are. And I know that there are limitations to that. There are boundaries. So you set boundaries, but I'm able to still be okay with them. Well, it isn't that part of it anyway, because even even myself, you know, there's people when you look at your family, um, when, as soon as you go home, you're still the son, you're still the younger brother, or you know what I mean? They'll, I, I don't know that they'll ever look at you as something different. I don't know, because I still feel very, um, um, I feel like the baby of the family if I'm around any of my family now. Do you know what I, I mean? had a conversation with my sister. I'm the baby also. Um, a four. And I had a conversation with my sister, uh, Mary, happy birthday yesterday. And she she was, she said some really nice, sweet things uh, about Midnight Will Be Clear. She said, she said, wow, all those years, like you really learned how to record because she had heard me when I was bad. She, you know, that's the thing. Your family knows you when you're in your diapers and you got snots running out of your nose, you know? So, so so to see you in a different light and see people respecting you, they may not be used to that, true. But she said to me, she was so sweet, she would say, she said, like, you really learned, like, you really, like, all those years that, she knows that I worked for a long time for it. It's not that she's, like, my biggest fan or anything, but she gave me some props, you know, like, and, and I was just like, wow. And, and she said, and it's really good. And I, And she says to me, and this is the first song I recorded that she says this. She says, I had to hear it over and over. I have to hear it over and over. And people are saying that about Midnight Will Be Clear. So the thing is that, um, you know, and then my other sister, uh, Eliana, she and I had a conversation a few days ago. And, and she kind of still sees me like when I was 18, you know, and she's older and she sees me like that. And so when she saw... Uh, the cover shot from it, and I will be clear, and heard it, she was stunned. She was stunned. But she still thinks of me as 18. And, you know, people people are wherever they are. You know, that's, that's you know. Well, you only look here. 18. I do my best, I tell you. 
It's because it ain't pretty sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. But um, <laughs> wow! So, uh, so um, now, um, how does how does it come out? Like the, the single is out now, and the album yes. comes out when? Next Christmas. Next next uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. So how do people I wanted to have a single out now for this holiday, and also when the pandemic came. I mean, Midnight Will Be Clear was initially a song about, you know, this man and the story about him coming to the best Christmas. But when the pandemic came, it took on a new meaning and it seemed like the right song to come out now for people who have been feeling so down and out over this uh, lockdown and over the coronavirus, the COVID-19, um, this, this tragic crisis. And, and, and people we've lost and, and all of those things that are happening right now, it's like we need relief. And there's been so much in the news cycle, all the noise uh, every day is the same, same thing. It's like, it's like a soap opera. It's like 20 minutes later. I mean, you know, uh, you know, uh, later that afternoon, it's the same story. And so, and, and months have passed and it's still later that afternoon. So, um, so that's what's happening in the news cycle and people are just, so um, at their, at, you know, overwhelmed with this that they need relief, and 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 we and entertainment I think has a lot of value, especially again a song like this that's healing, and it just brings up a good feeling, not an artificial Christmas feeling of let's go and buy 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 at Macy's, but no, it's like a, a song that just makes you feel good, and. And people needed this right now. So, and what what we've gone through this year. So, I'm so happy that we were able to release it right now for this Christmas because this Christmas, after the election happened, will be the best one in a long time. Then, just like the song says. How do you, how do you how do people pick up your music now? Um, I guess on iTunes. And do you have a website? Yeah, it's everywhere. And uh, AdrianChristian.com. You could get it everywhere it's everywhere under the sun you, you pick up my pillow it's there uh it's wow. everywhere <laughs> it's wow. everywhere uh I and, and spotify I, yeah yes amazon for an android users go to amazon it's on spotify um but buy it support it because you know i mean it's a dollar it's 99 cents so i mean like buy it and su support it have it on your phone let it lift your spirit when you're laying down at night listen to it i mean i i uh, people are watching it on YouTube um, a lot now. It's getting a lot of views right now. Um, so it's really, um, it's an, I'm just rocked out about it. It's an amazing blessing, and I'm just thrilled that I was able to. I mean, Rick and I are doing a lot of different projects together. Um, you know, we have something coming in January that, uh, in late January, um, that uh, for another song. Um, so that's going to be fun too, and music video that's going to come out. What's it, what's it like working with Rick? I mean, because he's a professional stripper and performer. I mean, well, not... that's what he did, and I said, no, no, Rick, put your clothes back on, please. Not not on this video. Um, so you know, he's so used to it. You know, him and his thong. You know, yeah. but um, no, uh, he he is he's a professional. Are you kidding? He's a trooper. He's 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 the biggest trooper. That's the truth. You know, he'll, I don't mean to gush, but you know, it's, you could, I gotta pretend he's not here, but he really is, um, 
um, I, I feel like uh, we were, um, you know, meant. We were meant. It's just really, I'm just really thankful for him. And I, I love working with him. I mean, everybody loves working with Rick. It must well, be hard, but right now because of the um, with COVID and all that, you can't. Except do it his husband, person. but you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, then I mean, plus you know, he's he's in the old age home, right? Too, so you can't go there. <laughs> That's it, Alan. We're coming after you. After this epidemic, we're coming at for you. At my age, at my age, the only exercise I get is jogging. At my, my age, I tell you, I'm really jogging I love my that memory. Age. That's the only. Exercise I love I that Adrian question and his song. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, um, no, um, he's, uh, you know, we, you know, some people are meant to do it forever. And it, no matter how old we get, we're going to be doing this. There's just no, there's no stopping us. You can't even stop it. Oh, I guess, yeah. And, you know, you do what you love. And uh, it, the world's a much easier place in the sense of, of doing things uh, now than it was even 20 years ago, too. Isn't it amazing that we can... Well, not everyone has the luxury of doing what they love. You know, some people are putting food on the table so difficult they can't get a job. Some people don't really know exactly why they're, they're, what their purpose is. So it's, I, I, I don't take this for granted. I don't take this for granted. And also, my doors were shut for so many years. So I don't take for granted that I have this opportunity right now and that I'm doing stuff that people love. And so I, people are liking the song. I'm thrilled to pieces about it. And, um, and I just really feel so, so blessed. Um, so, so it's, so, so to be able to do what we love is a, a great, it's a great thing. And I'm so thankful every single day. I, I, I say thank you, God. I have a gratitude journal that I keep on my Facebook page, which you can, you know, go to adrianchristian.com and you can link to all my links there. But on Facebook, I keep a daily and I'm on, Day number one thousand three hundred and ninety nine or something ninety five and days of gratitude and and throughout throughout this time I got the the e p made i i I started recording all this stuff my my life changed just by being grateful for what I have your your phone is ringing is that Madonna did you put her yeah. on hold if it's Madonna tell her um I just uh did it on my watch. I just because I, yeah, I don't know where hold. the phone is. You put her on well, hold. My God. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, she can wait. <laughs> I mean, Rick and I have a hit record. She's got to wait for us. Yeah, yeah. She's she's in line now. She wants to work with you. See. Yeah, yeah. Would I work with her? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, those things. It's like Rick and I. Those things have to come organically in the right. The right song, the right kind of um, vibe, the right feeling. Although I would, I would kill to you work would with Cher. You would with her in a second. Come on, with yeah, Cher yeah. And, no, no, with Cher and with Dolly, definitely. Okay. Yeah, but even 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 Madonna, in the yeah. sense that she's a, she's a hard worker and she's got something in her mind. You know, now that you say that, I did love what she did with Justin Timberlake. I, I did say, love Four Minutes was great. I'm gonna write I would do a song like that with her. To save the world. I'm writing it right now. <laughs> yeah, get on that. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Well, These days, it's 60 seconds. Yeah. It, well, it's certainly been a pleasure. You're a lot of fun. And um, Thank you. 
We will have your website and uh, your song up on ours as well, so people one click and they can pick it up. And Alan, thank you for playing the song. Thank you for letting your listeners hear it, and thank you for um, supporting us and uh, and and for having us on. And you know, I wish your listeners a merry Christmas, a really safe, safe Christmas and time to be very careful because it's it's been so difficult. But know for them to know that they are loved and um and I love them for um listening to our song and to support it and, and I wanna just say thank you to all of them and to you. Well thank you. Our guest has been Adrian Christian. It's Christmas Eve in the past He would go to midnight mass He'd sing songs of praise With gin on his breath His mind in the haze Not a day went by He didn't need to get higher The taste of his drink As sweet as the sound of the choir his favorite song of the season is always ringing in his ears. His music is resolution. He could not have bottled it in almost a year. His Christmas will be the first one in a long time. Midnight will be clear. Midnight will be clear. Said, Lord, help me, please. As soon as he did, he felt peace in his soul. On this holy day, he'd sing that glorious song of old. His favorite song of the season is always ringing in his ears. His news, resolution, he put down.
find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.